HGQ Podcast. If you set your goals ridiculously high and it's a failure, you will fail above everyone else's success. James Cameron. All right, hello and welcome everybody to the HGQ Podcast. Today we're going to be doing a more recent quote from one James Cameron. And spoiler alert, it's a quote that I don't really like too much. So we'll talk a little bit about who James Cameron is and why I think the quote is the product of very flawed thinking on the filmmaker. Born on August 16th, 1954, James Cameron is a famous and Oscar-winning Canadian filmmaker. His films are some of the top grossing of all time. He began his career in the film industry in the late 70s with his first science fiction short film titled Xenogenesis. Hopefully I got that one right. Now a few years later, Cameron really made a name for himself with his film The Terminator, whose plot came actually from a nightmare that Cameron had about an invincible robot that was trying to assassinate him. He would then go on to even more success with films like Aliens, The Abyss, and one of my all-time favorite films, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Released in 1991, that movie still stands up today as one of the greatest action films of all time. Now, despite all of his various other successes, Cameron is probably best known for his blockbuster film, Titanic, which in its time was the most expensive film ever made. The film, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet, debuted in 1997 and quickly became the highest grossing film of all time, despite its silly ending. Are you really telling me that Rose just couldn't scoot over a little bit and give Jack some room on top of that debris? You're so stupid, Rose! Anyway, Titanic maintained the ranking as the top grossing film of all time until it was later dethroned by another Cameron film, Avatar, which for the record I think is one of the worst movies ever made. It's a true story. I heard so many good things about this film that I just knew I had to go see it. And I tried to, twice, and left the theater early, twice. Now the first time I watched it in 3D, and I I couldn't stay for the whole thing. And I thought maybe I was just not paying attention or losing interest because the the 3D glasses and the images were, were just giving me a headache. So left early and assumed I was distracted. Went and bought a ticket another day to go see the film, this time in 2D, and I confirmed for myself that no, it had nothing to do with the 3D imagery. I just really thought the film was dumb. But I must be very unique in that opinion, because as I said, it overtook Titanic as the top grossing film of all time. Now, Cameron has a number of awards to his name. He's racked up a total of 21 Academy Awards, five BAFTA Awards, and seven Golden Globes. Then he have he has even more nominations on top of that. Now, clearly, Cameron is a wonderful and talented filmmaker. But I have to say, when it comes to motivational quotes, that I think he leaves something to be desired. The quote we're reviewing here, I don't think too much of. And as a matter of fact, much like the movie Avatar, I think it kind of sucks. And I'll get into why. The quote is, well, it's been done, right? You hear the saying, what is it? Shoot for the moon, and if you miss, you'll fall amongst the stars. That at least has a little bit of romance to it. Then, it's a quote 
planning for failure, right? Like, I don't think that you should set a goal with plans to fail. But there it is right in the very beginning, the, the first, what, half of the words in there uh, talks about, well, if it's a failure and ridiculously high, as if the goal cannot be achieved. And then the second part of it, it's talking about setting goals for yourself in comparison to others. So planning for failure, one, is where I have an issue. Comparing your success to that of others, two, where I have an issue. And then I guess the third thing is something that's ridiculously high, out of reach. You know, I like the acronym SMART goals, which is what? Specific, measurable, actionable, or is it specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, which I think achievable and realistic are kind of the same, and um, time-phased, right? I, I, I guess I think that approach to goals makes the most sense something that you can build on. I'll often say to people that better is better, right? You don't need a ridiculously high goal, a goal so far out in the distance that you don't know that you could ever achieve. If you can't even see it, if you can't even imagine it, how do you even know you're taking the steps in the right direction of it? I say set your goal small. Set it to something that can be achieved and it's something that you can build off of. I heard a fitness instructor, bodybuilder, um, we'll call it influencer from the, the health and fitness genre, say, don't worry about the 20 pounds you have to lose. Worry about losing the next pound, right? Uh, a, a very obese person, you know, trying to imagine changing their entire diet trying to imagine losing 200 pounds, which they may have gained over the period of years, uh, maybe so ridiculously high of a goal that they fail to even start. I say motivate yourself with small and attainable and celebrate that win. I I'm not advocating for oh, participation trophies. You still got to earn your goal. But set a goal to go for a walk, right? Set a goal to lose the first pound, to step on the scale and see the first pound go away. You know, when you save for retirement, you know, you advocate people starting to save early and often. Small amounts now uh, equate to big savings in the future. Figure out how to put a small percentage in the bank. But do so consistently and set a goal that, you know, with every raise you get, with every 5% raise you get, you save a half a percent extra. Over time, that adds up. And over time, that adds up big. And while it may not feel like it when I'm telling my young son to put a few bucks away out of every paycheck that he earns, he may not feel like he's saving to be a millionaire, but He's starting the steps of success such that by the end of the year, he can look at his bank account and go, wow, you know, I didn't even realize when I was putting 20 bucks away um, every week that you know, I, have, I have a little over a thousand dollars in here by the end of the year. I never realized that. Didn't even feel it. 
you know, and that sets them up for success. And then let's talk about setting yourself up for failure. I, I just think that is, it's just, just poor planning. You see it sometimes in the workplace or with sports teams where, you know, don't tell your team the true goal. Give them some higher expectations so that when they fail, you know, they'll still achieve what the real goal is. That's not putting a lot of trust in your team. You know, that's not building a culture of accountability. That's, that's building a culture of deception. You know, and, and, and giving them a target that, why would they even try then for, you know? What's the point in becoming so unmotivated because you can't achieve the goal that, well, hell yeah. Why try? Have you ever seen the movie Gung Ho? If you haven't, stop the podcast. Hit pause. Maybe don't stop it for good, but stop the podcast. Go get on Amazon Prime. Maybe it's on Netflix. I'm not sure. Look up Gung Ho. 80s movie starring Michael Keaton about a western Pennsylvania factory um, that's taken over by the Japanese. And it's it's all about how kind of blue-collar... Union American culture and, and, and Japanese culture and their approach to business clashes, but combined through the adversity can um, still come together and overcome. All right, great film. So if you want to go watch it, maybe pause this right here, go watch the film, then come back to the podcast because I'm gonna gonna give you a spoiler. All right, you had enough. So in it. The Japanese decide the American culture is just too toxic or not right or, or, or lazy, call it what you will, and they decide they're going to go ahead and close the factory anyway. And Michael Keaton's character um, kind of inks a deal, kind of a handshake agreement that if the factory can achieve some huge number of automobiles produced in a month, which exceeds the record that the uh, that, that exists in Japan, uh, the Japanese will keep the factory open. And when he's announcing this to everybody, um, they're all like, man, like, you kidding me? That, that's such a high goal. We can't achieve that. We might as well not even try. And then, uh, you know, one of the guys or characters in the film's like, well, did you negotiate like a secondary prize? And Michael Keaton lies to him, but he tells him, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, if you, if you hit the smaller target, um, th they'll also, you know, meet us halfway with, with the deal. Well, the team believes that target is achievable, and they sell out for it. They go all in, right? And then, you know, through adversity and things like that, you see that uh, the, the whole place overcomes. They actually don't achieve, I think, either of the goals, uh, but they learn to work together and keep the factory open. So, again, ruin the film for you. But, but the point is, when faced with a goal that they thought was going to be a failure, they, they quit already. And, and again, I, I maybe think the same thing for myself. Like if I, if I try to imagine being, uh, you know, if I have a, a desire to, to run a marathon and I, so I'm like, I'm going to run the marathon. I'm going to set my goal ridiculously high. I'm going to run the New York marathon and world record time this year. It's a ridiculously high goal. I don't know that I'd ever get out of bed because it's just not going to happen. But if I say, you know what? I'm going to go for a walk tomorrow morning. And once I feel my 
my joints loosen up and start feeling pretty good, um, I'm going to go for a little bit of a run. I'm going to jog. Throw some jogging in every so often. And I'm going to see. Maybe, maybe I jog for 10 minutes. The next day, I'm going to try 12. Then I'm going to try 20. Then I'm going to try to jog the whole side of my neighborhood and further and further and further. Again, staying on this uh, maybe fitness kick, uh, which you'll, I guess you'll start picking up on that uh, my New Year's resolution is I got to lose a few pounds here. So I've, I've definitely been on a little bit of a fitness kick lately. All right. So finally, the third part of this thing that I just don't like, and that's setting yourself in comparison to others, right? Um, because when you fail, you'll still fail above other people's success. The only person you need to compare yourself to is yourself. You know, the, the saying, you don't have to be better than everybody else. Just be better than who you were yesterday. Um, you are not your neighbor across the street. Um, you are not uh, the guy at the office. You are not that other person at the gym. You have desires. Um, you have obstacles. You have abilities and inabilities that are different than theirs. We are all unique. And that's not to say, like, oh, everybody's special. Um, the fact that we're all different makes none of us special. The point is, your competition is yourself. I mean, you know, if you're, if, even if you're running a race, man, like, you're running that race against yourself and in and, and your mind. Like, you know, very few of us run that race against others, right? Professional athletes, uh, um, uh, people who are paid to participate in a sport. Like, you're running that race against other people. But then, but for us average Joes, man, we're like, when I run that 5K, I'm just running to see if I'm better than the lazy person I was, you know, a few weeks ago. Um, when. I'm in there making a presentation at work. I'm not worried about if I'm going to be better or worse than, uh, than than somebody else in there. All I can be is me. And, and that's all you can be is you. And so I just don't understand why we would advise ourselves to... Um, try to fail above other people's successes other people's successes and failures if you spend too much time worrying about them man you're gonna get just so burnt up like we got enough stuff on our own to worry about let alone to worry about what other people have going on so i i highly 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 recommend against it so kind of went back and forth a little bit, but, you know, really tried to focus in on on three particular points. You know, Mr. James Cameron seemed to be a heck of a filmmaker, uh, wonderful filmmaker. You have been a part of some of my favorite films. I told you earlier how Terminator 2, uh, for me, is still one of the all-time great action films. True Lies, action comedy i guess if you will big big fan of that you know heck i i even like titanic too though avatar just leaves something to be desired for me kind of like this quote
Well, all right. Well, there you have it, everybody. Uh, did a quote hoping to give you a little advice by telling you not to follow the advice of one James Cameron. Uh, hope that helped you out, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you are enjoy, if you did enjoy the episode, and if you are enjoying the podcast, I'd like to ask a huge favor of you. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, wherever, make sure to subscribe. You'll be notified every time new content is posted. Please leave me a rating, write a review, and, and share the podcast with your friends. Also, please go to the website, hgqpodcast.wordpress.com. There you'll find all my social media links to get in touch with me. Love to hear some of your thoughts on this episode or other episodes um, and just get to interact with you more. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode. And as always, until next time, cheers and have a good week. Thank you.